Life's a Mitch. G'day, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Life's a Mitch podcast. So currently, I've just moved out to a little place in the central western New South Wales called Orange. And, um, you know, trying to start a new career in the, in the gold mine out here. And seemingly so far, it's going okay. And whilst I've come out here, um, I figured, you know, try and learn some new people and learn some of the stories from this part of the world. And my next guest has been kind enough to come on today. So she's a content creator. She's a local podcaster and she's an escort. And uh, she's an all around lovely person. I'd like to introduce Zoe Starr. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. Hello. <laughs> What's, what are we finding today on this sunny Monday? Sunny. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, well, um, no, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, I, I had an interesting weekend. I had a, like a, a, I was actually with a client on an all weekend booking. So that was quite nice. We went to the wineries and then came home and my family's left the bloody house in a bloody pigsty. So I've had to uh, contemplate going to clean because I have been, you know, clients come to the house and they don't like being untidy or anyways yeah housewife stuff you know <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah. so a whole weekend uh, client so mm. i'm keen to dive into you know what it is specifically that an escort does because i've chatted to before i've chatted to like uh, porn stars i've chatted to sexologists but i never really delved deep into the realm of escorting so if it's okay <laughs> can we just delve into that a little bit and just learn a bit about you know the genesis of your career and how you got started and all the way for up sure, to your sure. podcast and everything as well. For sure. For sure. So, I mean, I mean, escort's really just a, a polite way of saying prostitute really, but that's sort of a, a term that's not really used anymore. And um, that they, they call it, well, the, the more modern lingo, I guess, is to say a sex worker, but I don't really like that term because I think my job is so much more than just the sex. It's I'm an escort, you know, I provide companionship and gentlemen come for different reasons. So yeah, sometimes I'm a therapist, you know, sometimes, yeah, all different manner of things. <laughs> okay so master of all trades uh, okay mm. so mm. before we delve into your story and a little bit about mm. in the world of the central west um this podcast has two sections it's about great storytelling and mm. it's also about this next part it's got ice breaking too we have a whinge wine sook so i was just wondering zoe would you like to join me in having a bitchy with mitchy this week for sure <laughs> so as the listeners are aware the idea is to just put something out in the ethos, you know, have a whinge about whatever might be ailing you and just to try and make yourself feel a little bit better. So is there anything pissing you off or would you like me to go first? What do you think? Or Yeah, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, this week I whinged about it the other day, but this week I've uh, I've just moved into a share house with two awesome nice guys. So shout outs to you, Zach and Jed. Um, been very, very welcoming. And uh, just the, going through the painful process of having to move five hours inland so i'm from uh, newcastle and uh, yeah. just just the the shitty logistical uh, setup i needed to go through to get out of here i'm all i'm set up in a room now like got my telly going and all that stuff and um the rest mm. of my shit's outside in boxes in the shed so um <laughs> just going through the tales of whatever and just uncovering old things i found the old xbox and i found a couple of old love letters from an ex-girlfriend so i'll be make sure nice. to destroy those <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> uh, just kidding. and um Actually, no, I, I will probably get rid of them. It's, it's well overdue. And, just, <laughs> and um, you know, so my bitch is just just having to go through that turtle to all the removalist companies out there, to all those who are in a state or whatever, power mm. to you all because it's an absolute shit fight and I, I couldn't do it for a living. I, I flipping hated it. <laughs> oh, oh so. moving. Oh, it's the shit. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse. If we have to move from this place, I'll die. I tell you what, we've been here so much shit here. Like, yeah, like. You know, you because you think you bring something new into your house every day that you live there, and if the longer you live there, the more crap that accumulates. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Mm. I had to get rid of uh, probably a good four or five garbage bags full of clothes, and that was just about to fit shit in the car. <laughs> I got plenty to go, <laughs> but um. So that's my bitch. What about yourself? What's something that's um been pissing you off, or something that pisses wow. you off? Could be in regards to your career, or. Or whatever. Yeah, time wasters, mate. <laughs> time okay, wasters. Tell me more about mm. that. Tell us more about that. So, give us oh, an example look, of like some of the ways you've had your time wasted or whatever. No, it's a prolific thing. So, what a time waster is in the industry is a dude who will ring up and he's got no intentions of booking, right? And he just wants to waste your time. That's what a time waster is, and it's prolific in this industry. You come across about, you know, like maybe 
three or four in a bad in a good week one a day in a bad week you know and so what it is is that the dude will go oh like you know hey or something like that you know in the text message and then he'll go like so dudes that want to like can I be blunt here? Dudes that want to yeah. have sex, right? We we'll go. I want to. I want to do it at this time, at this date, or you know, for this long and at this place. You know what I mean? And bam, it's on. And um, dudes who don't want to and they want to waste your time, they start to ask all these other questions and they want photos and stuff like that. And like you try and pin them down on those questions and they won't answer. You know, and it's like ah, you know, and like you start to get a sense for who they are. Like you know, which ones are the time wasters and which ones are not. Uh, but when you first start, you don't, you know, and you're like, um, <laughs> you know, you can get sucked right into it because the other sort of characteristic of a time waster is he'll ring or text or whatever and say, I want to do like a 10-hour booking, you know, which is a really expensive booking. And if you're first starting out and, you know, you don't have much money, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I've got to try and get this job, you know. And then he'll, he'll make you take photos and he'll go, oh, I don't like that photo. Can you take a different photo from a different angle? And you spent all, I literally one time spent all day taking photos for this asshole <laughs> that was never going to book. He was just having a wank over the pictures that I was sending him. That was his objective, <laughs> you oh, know, you but go, there's eh? all manner of different types of time wasters and basically they, they're just trying to get something for free, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, fair yeah. enough. I was speaking mm. to, um, so her name's Miss Honey Anal and she's from Melbourne and she's a content mm. creator like yourself. She's a podcaster. Uh, she's on mm. OnlyFans and uh, on Pornhub. And I think she's done a bit of escorting too. And she said that one of the most important things to consider when user- utilizing services is also, it's very important about consent too. And she had a, her bitchy was mm. talking about, you know, men who think just because they're utilizing a service, uh, you know, they can be mm. pieces of shit and they think they're better than you and stuff. So, you know, mm. you sort of, as you spoke about the time wasting, it's similar to that, you know, don't, you know, if, if mm. anyone out there listening, if anyone is going to utilize said services, don't be a prick. These are people as well, mm. just trying to make some money and, you know, yeah. just, so just don't be mm. an arsehole and, if you are going to waste time, then don't don't bother. I reckon. Yeah, um, I, I think I think well, what it is is it, it's a, it's a position of power that you're in really as an escort because you know you're calling your shots with what the price is and that sort of thing. And some guys don't like that, you know. So it's a bit of a power wrestle sometimes. Um, and uh, you know, you, I guess the thing that I say always is that that you know don't 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 barter with me about my prices that's my prices and my prices are really related to my self-worth and if you're saying that you don't you know you don't want wanting to pay that then firstly you're not going to see me but secondly you know you've got no right to comment on what my worth is you know what I mean yeah 100%, um, 100%. If, that, if that makes sense yeah but like but and, it, and you know sometimes I'll quote up a job and I'll go oh you know shit that is a lot of money you know just to spend with me but but if you look at the industry standards you know um, I quote within probably middle line you know sort of there are cheaper girls but I think unfortunately too there are trafficked sort of girls and and girls who don't want to be there um and you know you kind of get what you pay for really a little bit in this industry is what what my mantra I guess (laughs) but so with 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 the high prices comes a really I think a high responsibility you know to be able to provide you have to provide amazing service you know um and and you want to make the it's a, it's not it's about how you make the client feel you know you want them to feel amazing and and just you know um yeah and and so i guess it's a tour but but that's with those prices comes that responsibility if that makes sense 100 percent. now that's you know i feel a little bit better getting that off the chest and you know like getting it out in the world um so i thought we'll delve into like a bit of your life in general like so for starters so are you originally from this area and if so, uh, tell us, how did you actually get started in the world of escorting in, in the Central West? Yeah, no, I'm from Adelaide originally. Um, so I went through school, high school and uh, university, started my career in a different area there and then came out to Orange for a different from my old career too. Um, and then things didn't quite go so well with COVID and that sort of thing um, with my old career. So but in university, I used to do stripping, which was a bit, was a bit like, it was a bit 
you know, I guess ropey at times because if anyone would have found out that that's what I was doing, I would have never, ever been able to do the old career that I had um, because I was a medical doctor. So, you know, you had to sort of duck and weave if there was any of the old consultants that came in, you know, you just certainly wouldn't want to be stripping in front of them and be exposed Um, because the world of medicine is really very conservative and, you know, and that since because I've, I'm out with what I do now, I mean, I'm on Pornhub, OnlyFans, you know, because at the end of the day, you've got to get yourself out there. Um, I'll never be able to go back to medicine because they're so conservative that they just can't, would not allow it, basically. So that that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so I was working as a, as a doctor out here and, yeah, COVID kind of messed things up, a few other things. Yeah, one day I'm going to write a book with my full story. <laughs> Um, and, um, yeah, I stopped working and then as my, all my pay started to run out and I still had to support my family because I'm the sole wage earner here. I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do now to support everyone? There's only one job that I can do that will earn enough money to support a family and then some without, you know, I'm going back to university or doing more study, which I certainly wasn't going to do. And that's escorting, you know. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into it again. Okay. So medical MD, dancer, mm. now escort. That's quite the that's quite the resume so far. So um, mm. so originally, so you've come to the realization, yep. okay, escorting. Can you tell us about how you, like how the process of how you got started and the first, like how you first started to, get your name out in the area and stuff like that? Like how does one get kicked, yeah, you know, yeah. get things kicked off off the ground, if that makes sense? Yeah, for sure. So when I first started, I hadn't completely sort of said, oh, I'm giving up my medical career, you know. So to be really careful and about not being found out, you know, because it's a small town and that sort of thing. So initially I started off with camming, you know, um, you know, what a cam, like chatterbait and that sort of thing where you go, go on cam and, yeah, you know what cam is? Kind of like um, stripping on camera, is that right? Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah, yeah, and 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 so that was going all right, but then I like learned that you're earning money in tips, and the tip is like a, a half a cent, <laughs> and I was like, I'm earning nothing here. Uh, this is not going to work. Um, and then as in the process of doing that, a couple of guys were like, Oh, well, you know, we'll pay you this much to sleep with you, and I was like, Oh, okay, well, that that sounds like a, uh, you know, um kind of a, a good offer sort of thing and um and I guess the more I got into that camming world and because I just persevered with it for about six weeks I guess uh the more less the less like because I'd already been done stripping which is kind of a different thing from escorting anyway you know the whole idea of going out and doing escorting wasn't so much of a like a a shocking thing for me do you know what I mean I, it was something that I could see myself doing um and so what I did was so I was like oh well I won't be able to do it here in Orange so what I did was I set up a, an ad in Sydney and my phone didn't stop going off right and but my partner at this point he didn't know about any of this <laughs> and I, so what I did was I'd, I'd set up this this weekend where I was going to cruise down to Sydney and I had this job sort of like it was very very brazen thing to do because I didn't know any of these gentlemen and I was just going to literally go to Sydney and basically sleep with a hell of a lot of men there for money you know and and at the end of the day it got to sort of like the night before and I just couldn't do it and I couldn't do it because it was outside of my comfort zone uh, and my partner didn't know. Those are two things that I, I've felt really not very safe doing it. So um, I kind of recollected myself and just thought, well, fuck it. I'll put an ad up locally here in Orange. And at this point, I didn't put my face up or anything like that, just, you know, body shots and that sort of thing. And yeah, that, that, that night I made like a thousand dollars, you know, and it was really easy. Like the first job I remember still very, very clearly, it was at one of the hotels here and, um, and it was a gentleman and he was, he was kind of my age, probably. Um, he wasn't completely like, he was like sometimes you know you do the thing called the nightclub test which is like you go to look at a client you go oh if I was in a nightclub would I pick him up oh probably not you know like do you know what I mean yeah Um, they used to in Newcastle there used to be a similar thing it's like you wait till 3am the lights would come on and they call them (laughs) the ugly lights and if they look all right then you'd you'd, you know see how you go on the way home (laughs) yeah 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 so this guy who probably wouldn't necessarily pass my like my nightclub you know test but but he wasn't completely 
gross and I'll get to that as well because I don't really want to refer to people as gross or because they're not um um but but I found it really easy so I'd, I'd been like looking up some tutorials and that sort of thing how to be an escort on YouTube that sort of thing and the, the most important thing was as we we're sitting on the bed because obviously uh, this is my first job and he didn't know this you know um and we're just sitting there chatting and the best icebreaker was I just put my leg over his leg and that that physical contact kind of contact took away the awkwardness within myself and it and it just went it was so easy you know it was just so easy and the thing that I really enjoyed was really the the joy that he got from my body and the joy that I could give him so it wasn't necessarily about me but it, it was about him you know and that's what escorting is about it's about your client so I mean and that that so it was probably good that my very first client wasn't a completely like an 80 year old man you know sort of thing like someone that you sort of would have jolted and sort of go oh you know and don't get me wrong I have those clients but you've got to just recalibrate and make it about them you know um that's how and, and it's not a whole like one of my favorite clients actually and this is not a lie he's like a like an 80 year old guy you know what I mean <laughs> and and the thing that that I like going to see him about it's like it's it's not about me or any pleasure I get, I get pleasure from giving him pleasure, you know what I mean? So this is like an 80-year-old guy who's never had his dick sucked, you know what I mean, in his whole entire life. And I walk in there and go, hey, you know, and he's like, oh, my God, that is amazing. I'm like, dude, you're not going to be on this planet for too much longer. You have got to have this experience, you know. Um, and, yeah, so when you go to those sort of bookings when anyway I guess I'm jumping ahead of myself but that was my first job anyway it was a guy who was yeah kind of you know it, it was a good icebreaker if you will like a good good first client <laughs> yeah that's good no it's good that you're uh you're touching on your first experience plus others as well like that's that's yeah. exactly what this podcast is about it's about hearing the stories and hearing the genesis of how you got started so um, yeah so how long ago did you actually get started so that was in about April of last year yeah. Oh, so it's all sort of relatively fresh and stuff. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. So we're, we're a little bit on now. Um, how has, so now that you do this for a living, how has it been received in the community and how do your family feel about everything? Yeah. yeah. So, so like my, so my partner, he's completely supportive of it. Um, and I'm like probably the world's most luckiest yeah, I've, I've got the best partner in the whole wide world. Like I've had other boyfriends. We've got an open relationship, so I've had other boyfriends and he's been sitting there giving me relationship advice about the other boyfriends. It's <laughs> so funny. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm blessed with a great partner and a, and a great support uh, there. He's my rock pretty much. Um, the community, so eventually I got outed. So there must have been one of the doctors at the hospital that must have been looking for an escort who found me. <laughs> And so then, you know, obviously I got outed and, and you know, shamed, I guess, within that community. Although, funnily enough, some of the doctors came out in support of me. And, in fact, one one doctor actually wanted to book me. And I said, no, no, I can't do that because I know you from my old life. It's a bit weird. But, but it, it's funny, you know, there have been – it's not been all – most of them, I think, think that it's crazy what I'm doing and, and you know, it's insane and, and, and you know, uh, probably stand in judgment of me. Um, but I just can't, I can't open myself to hearing any of that, do you know what I mean? Because it's just not helpful to me. I've made this decision for various different reasons. It's an irreversible decision now. I can't go back and it's just not helpful to engage in any dialogue with the sort of haters. And there are haters. Like I've had quite a few, like, you know, upsetting things put on my walls that I've had to take down. Like one of them was that someone said, oh, you look like a junkie. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. And, and you know, I find that highly offensive. You know, uh, I mean, some people think that just because you're an escort, you know, you, you must take a lot of drugs and that that's just simply not true you know I drive around at night time a lot and my license I need my license you know and and let me tell you at two o'clock in the morning there's only two other cars on the road and that's taxis and police and the amount of you know drug tests that I've been pulled over for you, you like if I was a junkie I would not have a license right now <laughs> put it that way but yeah so you know there's all of that sort of negativity that 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 I've had to deal with you just have to have a thick skin and believe in what your what your sort of you know mission is really 
And yeah. my mission is yeah. is that that you know I mean I'm I'm earning a lot of money doing this, and I'm earning a lot more than what I did as a doctor. And I know I can't do it forever, so that's why we're my content. So the bigger mission is for me is to try and get like sex work out in the open and and try and remove some of the taboo and stigma that around surrounds it. You know, it's an essential service. It's a giving service. It's just fucking, you know, I mean, (laughs) but people have this whole cloak and daggery around it that that just is so unnecessary and doesn't help society, I believe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you there too. See, um, some of the, some of the, you know, as I spoke before, I've spoken to Emily Duncan, sexologist. I've spoken to, you know, Miss Honey Anal and, you know, to name a few and, you know, this stigma of sex, like I was talking to Emily and I told her, like, we, we went through like my uh, bit of, like, bit of a sexual history um, mm. and like I'm up to almost 150 girls and I, I'm like, oh, I know, I probably, probably is a little bit high. She's like, why? Why not be mm. proud of that? You know, why should you yeah. be ashamed? And over the last six months or so, I started investing more in, my, in myself in terms of like emotional intelligence, in terms of learning more about sex itself and learning more about, you know, what the other sex likes. Like, for example, when I spoke to Miss Honey and she gave some uh, insight as to like some knowledge. So like she spoke about like how pre-cum can be a bad thing, you know, correct techniques mm-hmm. on how to put on a rubber, things like that. And as we, yeah. do- as we delved into it, I then invested in myself. I learned my love languages. My emotional intelligence has skyrocketed. And to match your aesthetic, what you were saying, it's like, well, this stigma, this negative stigma, you know, you get all these little, you know, we'll refer to them as children. Children, you know, mm-hmm. say, oh, you know, sex, <laughs> that's, that's silly. It's like, well, hang on a second, champion. Mm-hmm. Just look on the other side of the fence and go, it's obviously a thing because people are making use of services that you offer and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. And so like, you yeah. know, let the let the children giggle all they want. You're the one who's got, you know, the the nice income. You'll have the nice house, the nice set of wheels, and all that sort of thing. So let them play, yeah. let them hate. No matter what we do in life, I believe we're yeah. always going to have haters. So I yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, kudos to you, or props to you for sticking to your guns and and following through with, you know, with what seems like the best decision to you. That's all. That's all we can do. Like, got to keep charging forward. You know, moral compass. Um, yeah that's right I mean for me I think like the thing is you know I see some clients and so well I guess going back to the community and that sort of thing so it's really funny because I feel like I feel like there's two sides to the community there's the women and that's something they hate me the people from the hospital hate me um but then there's my clients and they all like they're my they're an amazing um uh, support network for me like seriously they are and they care and they're um and they're they're amazing like so literally last weekend I had a really bad experience where a dude uh, I went to a booking in a hotel and he drugged me and um and it was really serious actually and and um and yeah I don't know even if he was actually to be honest with you trying to murder me <laughs> and I'm not joking with that yeah. um but 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 and and so I put that out on my social media, and the amount of um, support that I had to come flowing back was amazing. All of my clients were so concerned about me, and and you know, I guess that that's and I think because I guess the thing is, is you know, I, it's very rare for me not to have regulars. Like as in, I, if I see a client, it's very rare for them not to come back again the second time, the third time, whatever. So a lot of my new clients will eventually become regulars. So I have lots of regulars, and and you have different relationships relationships with all these regulars and relationships I don't mean you know like a boyfriend girlfriend but a relationship is in human to human sort of interaction you develop friendships and and um and I guess the the escort and you know client sort of relationship can be quite complicated and um and but it's special in many ways too you know if you get it right like uh there's some guys that that perhaps fantasize a bit too much about this developing into you know getting on a relationship escort escalator you know towards you know you know living together marriage that's something that's just never going to happen right that's I'm a hired professional um and that 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 can be dangerous if that that sort of fantasy sort of festers or, or grows too much if, if guys fall a bit too much in love with me I've had to block a couple of them 
Um, but but on the whole, um, you know, the dudes that get it, it's it's a really fulfilling kind of yeah yeah kind of relationship really to have with them. You know, it's a it's a friendship and it's a um, yeah it's very special. I think yeah. That's business one on one. You know, you want good you know relationships. You know, you want to have a good uh, clientele. You want to have a good you know because yeah. business is made of people. And if people have relationships and if people, you know, match the aesthetic and get along, then chances are they, you're going to have better customer satisfaction. And then, as you said before, you yourself will take pride in what you're doing. So, you know, that's very important. Yeah, I, I mean, look, there's a, hu- there's a human side of it. There's a tra- it's, a, it's, it's a transactional relationship and it always will be, you know, um, but there's a human side to it as well. And if you like listen to a lot of the, um, you know, really, really high profile escorts like Amy Taylor in the States and that sort of thing, you know, they talk about these like, you know, decade long sort of, you know, relationships with these, with these gentlemen that, that, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to navigate. You know, I find that myself as a professional, I have the responsibility to uphold that professional boundary. So if I see that things are getting too far, like if the guy is starting to cross those boundaries a little bit, you know, then I have to uphold that. And that's, a, that's one of the reasons why we have working names as well. It's not, no, not, not necessarily just about anonymity, like, you know, being an anonymous and protecting your identity but it's it's also it's keeping that that boundary between real life and what happens in the booking if that makes sense and what I say to people is that look what happens in the booking is still real you know it is real but it's not in real life you know what I mean does that make sense yeah it does yep yeah yeah so so what happens in the booking it's a maybe a bit of a fantasy but it should be therapeutic, you know, um, it should be therapeutic sort of fantasy um, and, and then it ends when the booking ends, you know, yeah. Yeah, nice. So um, so we've talk, spoken a bit about like the genesis of it, some of your experiences, what's important to you. We spoke, we touched a bit before about some of those negative stigmas. So what are, what are some stigmas that you'd like to sort of see phase out of the industry what are some things that you think need to be addressed and sort of spoken more about are there any specific um areas that come to mind in regards to that well i I think that it's it's that's a the i guess the answer that is a more broader thing there's nothing specific it's more that 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 we need to become more of a sex positive um society you know what i mean like uh because society is built around the christian christianity right that's that's our you know white anglo-saxon society um is, is built around you know we started on religion so you know the whole you've got to get married and you know you only fuck your wife or your husband you don't you know thou shalt not sleep around and that sort of thing they're all christian sort of um ideals and i'm not saying that every christian ideal is bad it's not but i do believe that the whole sort of christian ideal that you marry and you meet one person and they're they're your one person and you know that's your one sexual partner and they're also your co parent you know you they run the household with you 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 know you might run a business your financial partners as well I guess to ask one person to fulfill all of those things in my view is very Disneyland and and unrealistic you know and I think the problem with society is that we're trying to squeeze humanity into this thing that is is in some ways fantasy you know it's you know um to think that if you meet one guy and he's only ever going to lust over you and no other women, you just you're just laughing. I mean, it's that's just not true. You know, it's never going to be that way. Um, um, and I guess so. I guess I my the way I view life and 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 relationships and that sort of thing has has vastly changed. Um, and I think. But I, and, and and probably the way I live my life with my partner is very extreme and I don't necessarily think that everyone should subscribe to that because you have to be a yeah, very sort of certain individual to be able to do that. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, is that the, the taboo about sex and it being dirty and something, you know, um, you know, sex should be private, yes. And it, and it should be, you know, special, but it's not dirty and we shouldn't be shamed for it and we should be allowed to explore our sexuality because repression of that just leads to negativity, I think, in, in society, if that makes sense. I'm trying, I don't know if I'm articulating my thoughts. It's almost like I'm trying to squeeze a, a, 
a like you know two thousand page thesis into a sentence here um you know <laughs> um but is that making sense yeah you're doing well and to the listeners out there we did this very sporadically i mean i gave zoe like an hour or two heads up and um so you know i think this is going quite well considering but you're exactly right you know in an age of you know it, social media and content it, 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 everything's accessible at your fingertips and whether you're into monogamy, whether you're polyamorous or whether you're, you know, into whatever your sexuality might be, you know, if you're a trans person or if you're a gay, straight, bi, you know, who cares? Like at the end of the day, it's your life. Yeah. You are the only person that spends 24 hours with yourself. So life yeah. is too short not to feel yeah. good. Like me personally, I um, I know what I want in terms of relationships and stuff. I am into monogamy. Like I believe in one person if i'm talking to someone and i get to a point where i think okay this girl's is right for me then i'll commit to that person that's me though and that's fine we're all allowed to do our own thing yeah. you have your points of view and my housemates have theirs so you know yeah, all that exactly. stuff and it's and i think but i yeah. think see the, the thing about it is is that sex is just one very small portion of a relationship because there's always other unsexy stuff that comes with with being in a relationship, you know, it's like we're getting up and farting in front of each other, you know, and all of that, you know, like, um, you know, like sex is only a minute part of it, really being with someone. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, look, I guess the, they're two separate things really is monogamy or non-consensual non-monogamy or whatever. That's a different issue to the taboo around sex. And I guess the point with that is, is that, you know, you, you pay money to go and get a nice haircut or you pay money to go and have, you know, if you're a chick, you know, your legs waxed or, you know, your eyebrows done or whatever, you know, what's the difference between that and, and paying money to go and have sex? You know, in my view, it's, it's, it's not, then they, they, they're really not anything different. And um, therefore I think, and I think that the sex workers um, and escorts that I have met are fantastic people and, and deserve more respect for what they do than, than really what society gives them, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, you know, I, I guess that's my drive is to try and get people to see things from a different perspective um, and, and not necessarily they have to necessarily agree with me but go, oh, shit, we never even thought of that. It's a real sort of thought-provoking thing because at the end of the day, as I say, it's just fucking, you know, and guys, by I believe, want variety. They're always going to want variety. When you're a chick and you're with a guy and if a guy fucks another chick, it's not about the chick. It's about the guy, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But so many women make it about themselves and go, oh, what's she got that I don't have and all this sort of thing. And it's not. It's like it's just the dude's got a dick and he wants, he's like needs variety and that's that's why he's, you know, probably fucked someone else, you know. It's not about her being any um, better than you or whatever. It's just that she's different, you know. Well, it's like these um, negative stigmas in society start. So I don't know how it is out here, but. Uh, where I'm from, a guy sleeps with a hundred girls. He's a legend. A girl sleeps with a hundred guys. She's shamed. She's shamed, and she's called all sorts of things like slut or you know, uh, hussy or whatever. And I, that's the shit that needs to change because, you know what? If she's out there, she's been with a hundred guys. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. To the hundred and first guy, lucky him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's what we should try and. Uh, change and speaking about yeah. education and things like that you're actually a podcaster yourself and yeah so, is, so can you tell us about the name of your podcast the genesis and uh what it's about you know you're trying to create some uh some uh, some awareness in the area or can you tell us about it yeah look i mean i think look see so the central west and in particular orange it's a very conservative town that always will be able to, you know about change that but as i say i I guess I navigate that by I circulate in different circles now. Do you know what I mean? I'm out at night time and I'm just not not seeing the haters. I, for instance, I don't go to Woolies, right, to do my shopping. I do it online now because I just I don't want to bump into the people from the hospital and, you know, sort of, you know, deal with their crap basically. Um, so I circulate in different circles. I see my clients really and that's all. And, and when I say that's all, that's not all. That's actually a hell of a lot of more people than I used to come into contact with in my old life. So it's actually really cool because, <laughs> you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm cruising around visiting mates, you know. But, um, but 
uh, I've gone on track off track again, haven't I? <laughs> That's all right. Um, so you tell but, us about your so, podcast yeah, and my, the name so of it. My podcast, and... yeah, yeah. So my podcast is called Slutcast, and really, again, um, I, I just really started it to sort of uh, talk about. Well, what really got me inspired was I listened to uh, Amy Taylor, who she's like the highest paid escort in the States. She's a phenomenal woman. She's actually got a pilot's license and things like that, highly educated, but she's a full-time escort. And listening to her talk and I was like, fuck yeah, you know, everything you're saying, I actually really agree with, you know, like, wow, these are these views that I've held that I've never heard come out of someone else's mouth. I've got to get this out there. And so that's, that's really why I started my podcast uh, as I say, my, podca- my podcast is called Slutcast. Um, and I have I haven't interviewed anyone else. I should really. I was I wanted to get a male escort on and interview him because I thought it would be interesting to hear how a male escort's job is much different to because it would be a lot different from being a female escort, I'm sure of it. Um, so I thought that would be interesting. And I actually really wanted to get a time waster as well <laughs> interview them and find out why the hell they do what they do. But um, but yeah, look, I I guess. Like anything, when you're a content creator, you should never feel forced. If there's some particular issue or topic that I that that piques my interest, that's when I will do my content when I'm feeling inspired. So it's, it's fresh, and I've done topics, everything from you know, uh, like the I get a lot of requests for pegging now from guys. So you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So for those of you who might not be aware, pegging is essentially where a guy has something inserted into his into his anus or whatever and to get the feel yeah. of like what happens to the girl happens to you as well so yeah kind of um yeah it's, it's like me doing a guy with a strap on pretty much yeah pegging um and and so yeah like just exploring all these different topics because i think they're really interesting to uh i mean because and i i don't know that's that's another wormhole you could go down that whole topic but but you know yeah, so so um, uh, all of those sorts of things, just different things that that, that clients want, or like golden showers. I think I've got a, a, an episode on that, and yeah, all sorts of things. Um, just whatever piques my interest related to the industry and what I do, I, I will talk about. You know, yeah. Yeah, nice. So it's bringing some knowledge to the to the local area. It's you know yeah. helping people even just have a listen and hear some stories from inside the industry and trying to break mm. down the stigma and trying to just yeah. close the gap. Yeah, because I think and... it's a bit of an, it's a bit enigmatic too. Like a lot of people are quite curious, you know, they're like, they think, well, I don't think everyone could do what I do um, and they must, so that must cause, a, a, a you know, a, a lot of curiosity in some people, you know, and that's not talked about a lot. So I thought, well, yeah, I'll just get it out there now that everyone knows who I am and I'm out it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just going to get out there. The other thing that I've got is a YouTube channel, which is called Cam Experiment. And it's called Cam Experiment because I started when I was camming, but now I'm not. So the name's not so relevant. But that's more of a like a, yeah, like more of a comical look at, like it started out, I was just taking the piss out of myself, really. Um, but but then that's developed and I've got a little following there and, and I've got sort of three different types of, of content that I'll put out at the moment. One type is I do a thing called car sound bites, which is as I'm cruising for job to, from job to job doing out calls, I'll do just little snippets of me talking in my car about the job or, you know, like what's going through my mind at the time and that sort of thing um, and then compile them all together into a video. And that's been quite a popular sort of a, a type of content that people like and then I've got like more of a just a vlog style content and then just all different bits and pieces like yeah just I don't know my floor cleaning tips and stuff like that you know just random shit yeah nice. um, yeah 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 so it's, it's good and because I find a lot of the local people here watch that they follow my podcast and watch my porn hub stuff and and everything and so you know I, I think look the thing about it is is the stigma and the shame that that you will be subjected to that's kind of collateral damage because in order to have a brand and an image and an online presence you have to get it out there so you know one of the downfalls of that is that perhaps people that you don't want to see it will see it you know, like sometimes I think, oh, crap, you know, I think about certain specialists that I used to work with, oh, God, they're pretty good pictures of me in my lingerie or whatever. But at the end of the day, and although I don't enjoy that that idea, um, this part of me goes, well, look, if what I do really offends them so much, then what are they doing looking, you know, but people are very voyeuristic too, you see. 
Um, and but, but you know, don't look if it offends you, you know, fuck off type thing. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't, you know, exist and get my stuff out there and, and do what I do, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I'll um in the in the bio underneath I'll include links to all your content, so YouTube, your, your podcast, etc. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah. And but you just talking about like putting yourself out there. So for me, mm-hmm. for me, I um it started. I went semi viral. Uh, I wore a onesie on a nat- on a, an Australian game show called Mastermind. And yeah, right. so the the onesie is a Scrubs theme onesie, and there's a Scrubs podcast called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. So yeah, that right. promotional video had about or half a million views across the socials, and then yeah. uh, the producer from the show kept getting tagged. So I got to appear in the Fake Doctors, Real Friends podcast, and I got to meet Turk and JD from Scrubs, or Zach Braff and Donald Faison. And oh, um, cool. for me, that was that was like the mecca, like. That was like the greatest, highest of highs. And I had professional comedic actors laughing. It was unreal. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so from that, it actually shot me to number one on the Australian leisure category list on Apple and number three on Spotify. And oh, wow. That's within in Apple, so only Apple and Spotify in the UK and US charts. I was in the top 20 for either as, for both as well. So, and that was like, yeah. holy shit. Like, and yeah. I've had a few people become genuine fans and getting yeah. all this feedback. Some people are saying that, you know, it's too Australian. I'm like, well, fuck, like, how can I be too Australian? I am Australian. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, it's... It, 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 it's so funny, isn't that? Because when I'm on Pornhub, a lot of dudes go, oh, we love the Australian accent in porn. Apparently there's not much Australian porn out there. It's so funny. But, yeah, I mean, look, I think that's the beauty about platforms like YouTube, right, and podcasts and stuff like that. It, you know, like, before we had all of this, what sort of media could we enjoy? It was stuff that, you know, like was was big, big television companies, you know, selected certain shows, you know, you had to be headhunted to be a, become a star and, you know, it was very dictated to us what we would watch. Whereas now with things like YouTube, it's just, I think, enriches our lives because it brings out fucking normal people that, that you know, you wouldn't normally get exposure to. And it's like, this is actually really good content, you know, and, um, and you know, I think but the thing about being a content creator is you've just got to get your shit out there and not give a shit do you know what I mean like you've just got to go this is me you know and I'm just here talking and you know yeah I might be looking like a bit of a dick right now but I'm just throwing it out there in case some people get something out of it you know um and yeah we just didn't have that I think before YouTube like that's our primary in our household anyway our very primary sort of source of entertainment these days we watch YouTube for a good proportion of the evening you know and and just get to meet all these you know fantastic colorful people that you wouldn't have ever been exposed to before the evolution of you know independent on online content creators I think it's made the world a lot richer you know for sure yeah, well, I've certainly um, used this, you know, COVID slash downtime to my advantage. And um, mm. yeah, as you said, like oh, there's, yeah. te- there's technology available out there to to make content. And you know, I, I'm mm. 100% agree. Like I've, I'm the same. I've used it and I've been lucky enough to entertain, you know, oh, so far it's just gone over 120,000 people that have listened. So it's yeah. like, holy shit. Like, yeah, so yeah par- it's and cool. It, and it, it makes me wonder, like, what's next? You know, I'm obviously in the mines, but I also, on my week off, I want to um, get involved in the radio scene out here. So I'm going to start emailing around and try and do some work yeah. experience at the local stations or something. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one way. I mean, that's more moving towards the more formalised, um, but I guess that's how people get big. But, see, I mean, YouTubers are pretty big now too, you know. I mean, you have the YouTube awards and that sort of thing. And, I mean, me with my lowly 3,000 subscribers, you know, yet they're, they're, they're you know, um, loyal. The, the trick is knowing how to build on that, you see. Like I'm at the moment stuck at a bit of a plateau with that. I've been stuck at bloody... 3,013 subscribers for the last, like, seriously, four weeks or something. Whereas before that, I was going up exponentially every week. Um, so I don't know, it's, it's really hard. Sometimes you just, it's hard to know what's happening with that, you know, how to crack that algorithm. But I think the thing about it is just to stick at it and be consistent. And if you have any ideas for any sort of new content, you know, um, you know, sort of categories or whatever, just put it out there and see what the people think you know and it's just as you say it it just takes that one video like you had that one viral one to yeah things will take off and it's quite satisfying you know 
Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I've said this umpteenth times, but if you're out there listening, you know, and I've interviewed people in the in the entertainment industry, comedians, radio hosts, uh, and also people from behind the scenes too. So I've spoken to Hollywood fashion designers, Emmy Award winning producers, and the one common thread is that they're all creatives in their own right. And they'll mm. say, like, if you have an idea, put it out there in the world, let humanity yeah. benefit from it because the graveyard yeah. is – the pl- these like the place where all dreams go to die literally so and it's yeah, a shame because yeah. you know like there are those out there who are amazingly creative like your steven spielberg's of the world your john favreau's you know look at the look look at the art they've made to entertain millions of people you know like that's just two examples yeah. of however many so you know if you're like yeah. if you're like myself or zoe and you've got an idea put it out there in the world and even yeah. if you don't make anything from it i do this because i enjoy the shit out of it and i love mm. hearing people's stories like zoe so that's that's what yeah, i, I mean, in anyways uh, yeah i know i do i think and it's easier these days too because like literally if you've got a smartphone and you've got an internet connection you can put your content out there you know and the thing is to not to hold off just to get started because even if your first videos are so shit and you look back at them and go seriously that that was a piece of shit but you've got to start from somewhere so don't don't wait until you think that you've perfected it or you know don't hold off putting things out there until you think you've done that perfect video just get it out there and get started and i've heard that over and over again from different content creators you know and just accept that your first pieces of work will be pieces of shit you know know, yeah you just you just grow from that and and the world is pretty forgiving really because I mean it depends on what sort of content you're doing but if you're someone like me I'm really putting myself out there as a personality then people would just want they're like investing in you as a person, you know, and, and they like you, they want to be your fan. So, you know, they will be forgiving with this sort of thing, you know, um, I think, yeah, but, but, but I think, yeah, that's right. You're very right. Don't provide, don't, don't deprive the world, you know, of, of um, not putting your idea or your content out there, you know, because literally now the world is your oyster. And I know that sounds like such a, such a fucking, you know, <laughs> like, um, you know, like cliche, cliche thing yeah. to say, but it, but it really is. I mean, like, listen, when I was sitting there and I couldn't work as a doctor and I, we, we could have become homeless, you know what I mean? And I sat there and went, well, no, I'm not going to become a victim. I wanted to actually do better than what I was doing. I'm an ambitious person by nature. And um, um, all of that ties into it. You know, you, you've just got to get out there and, and it's all there. You know, you don't need expensive equipment. You don't need, you just need a phone and an internet connection. You know, that's the beauty of it. And and people will want to listen and watch. That's right. And, and I, my first episode I did with my stepbrother and this podcast originally was going to be about like relationships. Then I thought that's going to dry up pretty quickly. So after yeah. it, it changed and, it, you know, I, and we actually got to know the people through their stories. I'm like, well, hang on. This is just a regular old bloke just having a chin wag with some people and, you know, just become about storytelling. So you find where you got to go. And yeah. So anyone out there, if you're willing, if you want some tips, whatever, feel free to contact me on the socials. Uh, all the links will be there. But And also, Zoe, if people want to find you, uh, do you want yeah. to give the socials a plug? Yeah, yeah. So Cam Experiment is my YouTube channel. Slutcast is my podcast. I actually did start. I'm starting a new podcast as well because eventually I'm going to write a book. So every now and then I chip away at writing certain chapters of my story. And um, part of it was I thought, oh, I thought this would be pretty cool because I, I did one. I, I read about one book and I was like, oh, that's pretty hot actually. So I've started another podcast called Eroticast, which is like me just reading the erotic uh, bits of my book, like with you know sort of moments that I've had with clients and that sort of thing so yeah it's kind of x-rated sort of content if it's offend don't don't listen to it <laughs> um but yeah so slatcast uh eroticast is still in its very uh, early stages cam experiment I am on uh I am on OnlyFans um and my name there is athletic mama and athletic mama one and you got uh you're also on instagram and twitter as well yeah yeah instagram i've been a bit slack with that i um i'm pretty pretty bland with that i'm i'm a bit of an advocate for honey burdette i love their laundry so pretty much i've got a cat 
keep up with that. Uh, but anyway, I put pictures of myself in lingerie up there on that. Because um, you got to be careful with Insta too. You can't promote, promote OnlyFans or else you get banned. Yep, I don't yep. like that. Yeah. So, but Twitter is a free for all. People put anything up there. So my handle on uh, Insta is Zoe Star six nine six nine, and I think uh, on Twitter it's Athletic Milf one. Yeah. Yep, that's right. So yeah, I'll I'll put links to all those down the bottom. And like also one thing I was going to mention as well that I forgot to ask you was when it comes to yourself being with clients, the sex industry isn't as dirty as you would think. Workers like yourself are extremely hygienic. You have to go through a series of testing. You know, you get tested more regular than the average Joe. So the people out there that are judgmental saying, oh, you know, it's disgusting. Chances are they be dirtier Mm. than the workers because... that's statistically true too. They know that, 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 that the general population has got more STIs than workers. Yeah, we have sex check, like sexual health checks every three months. And like when I had the unfortunate incident with the gentleman last weekend, I went and had another check. But also for me too, I because I was a doctor, I have got a stockpile of antibiotics. So if I have like, <clears throat> look, I think some guys will want, natural which is like like sex without a condom and if that happens i will just go home and treat myself like i've got every sti under the sun um and then as a prophylactic measure so i am a bit lucky insofar as i've got that medical knowledge you know like um and i know what to do um but yeah so i'm i'm incredibly cautious in fact to the point where you know if i end up having natural i'll even take hiv prophylaxis okay so yeah so Mm. making sure you you tick all the boxes and making sure that everything everything's all good so um yeah yeah. so so i might wrap things up there very shortly so everyone as i said i'll include all the links to the socials and the content in the bio and um to the people of orange i'm i hope you all get something out of this and whoever listens to this I hope you get something out of it and um, I'll be looking for more amazing local legends like yourself. So uh, is there anything you'd like to go out on today, Zoe? Anything you'd like oh, to say? Oh, yeah. No, look, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I've, I've only just scratched the surface on everything I have to say. But so, yeah, check out my content and things like that. And even if you want to do another one, I'd be happy to, you know, re-interview or after COVID. If you want to do face-to-face, I could do that as well. So that's all good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'll... Um, definitely be um using you as like as as a friend and a good way to sort of create some content or not using you but working with you i love (laughs) sorry that that sounded terrible i meant to collaborate with (laughs) we could do something for my porn hub if you want (laughs) if i'm involved in a porn hub video it'll be the quickest video no (laughs) ever ever recorded Oh, all right well thank you i've actually probably really got a dash off and pick up my son now from school so okay yeah. no worries well um i'll uh, i'll be in contact soon so thanks for listening everyone yeah. as always get in contact on the socials say hey and if you have a story by all means we'll get you on anyways i'll chat to you all later bye for now